and we're back with our first two-part episode. This is part two. So if you are just joining us right now, go back to episode 69, listen to part one of our Gasparilla Music Festival coverage. If you already listened to that, hey, you're caught up. Here's part two, featuring conversations with Eric Tesmer, Mountain Holler, Kolars, Shank and Friends, Brother Cephas, the Underhill Family Orchestra, and Bear Toe. It's a big one. There's lots going on in this episode. It's a lot of fun. We'll throw in some surprises and stuff too. So sit back and enjoy. Here it is, episode number 70. Curtis Hickson Park for Gasparilla Music Fest in the Replay Guitar Exchange tent. And we're hanging out with Eric Tesmer, who comes our way from Austin, Texas. Yes, right? sir. Which is funny because I'm going to be in Austin in less than 24 hours. Me so, too. Yeah. I, like <laughs> literally later. after this, I'm. Do I'm you need a ride? Uh, actually, I could cancel my flight. I'll just yeah, ride with you guys. Throw it for gas. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Um, but yeah, you know, we're doing South by Southwest. So, yeah. you know, got to go and. Uh, we have two showcases that we're doing there this Righteous. year. So, um, second year at South by, second time coming to Austin. So. What do you think of it? Um, I mean, you know, I'm always I always wondered like what an outsider's opinion of it is. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like a giant brand orgy, you know? Oh like yeah, there's, music you know, fashion show. Right. There's like the Eminem stage and mm. stuff like that. But I don't know. I think there's still like an undercurrent of coolness. Yeah. going on there because there's just so many cool things going on in Definitely. Austin that like there's like an underground scene of like unofficial shows and cool stuff that happens yeah it's interesting being living there it's like well our traffic goes to shit for a little bit you know yeah. like but um, I always wonder like what an outsider opinion coming in like not knowing the town really like if if it's worth it to go you know? yeah I mean the barbecue's great hey I, I mean know. if that's your standard then it's all, <laughs> you don't even have to wait for South by it's no, way easier to get around like our show um, our official showcase is at Lambert's barbecue in oh, downtown so I yeah. hear that their barbecue's like they're really good. It's excellent. I like playing there. So, so yeah. Tell us a little bit about like what's the what's the Austin blues scene, right? Because you're a blues, like, can I call you a blues traditionalist? Is that fair? Uh, no, no, not fair. I mean, like, when I think of blues traditionalists, I think like you know, playing everything exactly like it sounded in 1964 or something, you know. But yeah, um, no, nah, we're. I guess a, we use a lot of vintage instruments, but it's more like that late 60s, early 70s, you know, Texas blues, Stevie Ray tradition. Yeah. But also, like, you know, pushing it into, like, more, pushing, like, Beatles songwriting, you know. I hate to compare myself to that because I'm nowhere near it. I'm just saying that that's a goal. Yeah. You know? That's what you strive for. Blending the two. Yeah. Implement the te Texas shuffle in everything you can. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Just all day. Put a shuffle on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you're not originally from Austin, though, right? No, actually, I grew up in uh, the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin. Really? Yeah, so I graduated high school, and I packed up all my guitars and left. And you went to the live music capital of the world? I did. Was that for that reason? That, for that very reason. Wow. Yeah. So, so what, what was it like growing up in, like, a small town and then going to Austin? 
it was it was really different i mean where i grew up it's a very uh there's a large Czech population, large German, large Norwegian, you know, very Scandinavian. So when I moved to Texas and I saw like a, a car of Mexican dudes drive by and they're just like in a low rider, yeah. but they were listening to Tejano, which is like polka, you know, where I'm from, it's like, that is like really old people music. And it's like the squarest thing you could possibly do. It's like, <laughs> the only thing worse is if they were square dancing or something, you know? Right, right. So, I mean, that was like a, a bit of a shock, but man, when I got to Austin, I, I walked into a bar and it was Alan Haynes was playing, nice. and he's like just he just a living legend. And like I was like, I found the center of the universe. This place is where I need to be. So. Yeah, that I mean, there's no like, there's no cooler place than Austin, I think, especially no. for live music. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because you know a lot of the residents have complained lately because it's just grown so big so fast and it's getting more expensive, obviously. But yeah. Because everybody wants to move there. Yeah, you know? well, it's like, uh, but like, if you go on the road, like, if you want to, if you want to complain about it, like, you go on the road and like a week later, you're like, you can't get good tacos anywhere. Like, barbecue sucks. So yeah, it's like you miss it immediately. So. Oh, I bet. And then just all the live music venues, you know, you're in legendary yeah. places like Antones. And yeah, stuff it, there. it's crazy now. I mean, I I'm in my 30s now, and like, I feel like almost like an old dog because I don't really recognize some of the new venue names. Even I'm like. It's hard enough to keep up with the bands. Like now, I can't even keep up with all the new venues. So. Yeah, stuff so. opening lunch. But there's, you know, I love some of the names of venues in Austin, like you know, <laughs> yeah. Valhalla and yeah. Mohawk and stuff. Yeah. It's like there's some cool venues. Yeah, there's some, there's some uh, Cheer Up Charlies. Like yeah, I'm trying to think of some good names, but yeah. yeah, I mean, like you have your classics, like the Continental Club and Antones and mm -hmm. Saxon Pub. And you're never gonna see a bad show there. Well, I don't know if the show is gonna be bad, but the sound won't be. The sound will be good. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's uh, some of my favorite songwriters and, and players oh, yeah. are coming out of there. Like, you know, Jason's even wearing the Bob Snyder shirt right now. Oh, yeah. So the, the scabs were like my introduction to the Austin scene. Yeah. You know? Bob's a character. Yeah. Do, <laughs> do you ever see him just hanging around yeah. in Austin? I see him every once in a while. He seems like a kind of an approachable guy. Yeah, he's, I mean, he has a character. He's Bob Schneider. So. <laughs> yeah. When I, the first time I met him, he played here in Tampa at Skipper's Smokehouse. This was years ago. I was yeah. probably like 15. Right. And uh, I told him that he was my hero. And he's just like, you need to get a new hero, man. Oh, man. <laughs> no, it's like, he's, he's one of those guys. He's, you know, he's in the spotlight a lot. Yeah. And so, like, everyone, I don't know. I've heard some amazingly awesome stories about him as a person. I, I know him just in passing. I've met him probably like four or five times. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I... But I've heard you're closer with like Gary Clark Jr. too. Oh, yeah. Buddy of yours. Yeah. So is seeing him kind of blowing up right now is like, what is, how does that make you feel about you know, um, the potential for this? Um, well, I mean, first it makes me proud as hell because, I mean, Gary deserves it. He's amazingly talented. Yeah. He's the sweetest dude you ever meet, so... Uh, as far as for me, I mean, there's nothing about that that's bad for me. So yeah, like, yeah, because it, it puts a spotlight on everything that you've uh, been yeah. doing. Every time it brings that spotlight back to Austin, they start looking around for more. So yeah. So I know, like, you haven't released a record in a while. So right. what can you tell us anything about what you're working on now, um, or what we're teasing? Or? I can tell you that uh, I'm recording in May in LA. Um, got a producer lined up and everything but i just can't say who it is but he's done uh, okay, he's done he's done some big stuff that you've heard a lot all right well, i hate we'll, to be i hate to be that guy but i was <laughs> i was right. just told on my way here that i couldn't say anything but, okay so. we'll see you know that's good and you got your your tour manager here so we don't want to yeah. like 
anger anybody. Actually, I got both my managers oh, here right oh, now. So, see? so you really I mean, you gotta be on your best behavior. Like the poison dart would be in my neck before <laughs> I even got like the second syllable. Right on, right on. So, so people going for people going to your show today, what what should they be expecting from it? Um, if they don't normally listen to blues, what kind of energy do you think that you put uh, on the stage? It's like high high energy Texas psychedelic blues. Going to be a lot of really huge sounding guitar, power trio. Oh yeah, just that's right. Going to throw down. Good. Oh man, I can't wait. So what? What? Uh, have you gotten to check out the Tampa area at all? Did you just come in just today? Uh, we we've been here a couple days. We um we're staying in St. Pete. So, um, it's a good spot. Yeah, um, we uh, we played Friday at Ruby's. Yeah, Ruby's Elixir. That's the that's that like the fucking bomb. Yeah, dude. man. That's yeah, man. It was, it was a trip, man. Had the whole room packed. So um, then yesterday we played the hockey game. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, and then after that we came to the festival. I saw the Roots, man. They killed it. Yeah, killer so, set, right? Just pocket for days. Yeah. No, the, the Roots are like one of the best bands. Oh yeah. Married, you know? They can there's, play anything. There's no denying it. You know, it's like, it's like <laughs> yeah. damn, these guys are good. Yeah. But um, and then yeah, so then we had to leave after today. But I've got around a little bit, but mostly just like walking to get stuff. We actually converted our the house we're staying in to like a makeshift recording studio, and we're making demos and stuff in there oh, during right the day. On. So it cut into my exploring time. Yeah. So. Well, you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta write. You know, yeah. You I mean. Of course, I'm missing out. Like, I want to go to a guitar store or something, find something. But well, uh, replay guitar exchange, man. That's the oh, spot. Yeah, man, not, not terribly far. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're not. I'm just today, sitting here like I don't. <laughs> don't even see the sign. <laughs> no, they yeah. Replay guitar exchange is sponsoring this stage in, in our. Oh, kill it, killer, man. They're, killer. Um, they're definitely the best spot in the area to, yeah. to get some some great gear, vintage gear as well as you know. Yeah, I mean, stuff. if you come to the show this afternoon, you get to see a pre CBS Strat. Nice. Go. Come on. <laughs> Don't that, hurt me like that. That's what you're carrying around with you. Make sure nobody touches it. Yeah, it's a uh, '59. So, man, that's a beautiful guitar. Do yeah. That. So, uh, for for people that are new to kind of Texas blues, besides kind of your Gary Clark Jr. and Eric Tesmer, like who are some of the who are some of the key players right now that we should be on the lookout for? New players. New players. Old players. Who, who's you know what's the scene like? All right, so. Alan Haynes is the guy. I mean, a lot of the older dudes are like overlooked now. Like, Alan Haynes is somebody who he came up with Stevie. I mean, he, that guy is unreal. Plays like a mixture of like Lightning Hopkins and Johnny Winter. Yeah. I mean, you go see him, it's just like a musical conduit's opened. Um, as far as young guys, I know there's a, a kid, he's in Austin now. He's out of Houston. His name's uh, Zach Person, and he's tearing it up on 6th Street right now. Damn. Um, as far as underrated cats, there's a kid guy just a little bit younger than me. His name's Dave Share. He's just like he went through Berkeley and stuff, so he knows all the theory and all everything. But like, I mean, he's got the feel too. So I mean, he he's kills it. So. Yeah, that's key with blues, man, because it's yeah. you know you can learn all the theory in the world, but if you don't if you don't feel it, yeah, then what well, the fuck are you doing? Well, Dave is Dave is definitely he's everything. I mean, yeah. he, he can play blues, jazz funk soul whatever so that's incredible and that's one of the things i appreciate i think about a lot of music coming out of austin is that it's oh yeah it mixes those styles it's not just strictly blues but yeah you know especially with like you know one thing that i didn't anticipate when i moved to texas was like how much the louisiana thing was like mixed in like not so much in like dallas but like houston especially in austin too like they have a lot of that cajun and 
the second line stuff. I mean, and that stuff is incredible. Yeah, New Orleans funk, man. That's where it's at. Yeah, we caught Naughty Professor yesterday. They, oh yeah, they killed it. You know, and that's that's where it's at. Yeah. So, um, you know, any uh, any thoughts for our for our listeners, the Tampa Bay scene, Gasparilla Music Festival? Any thoughts? Any just any final thoughts? The floor is yours. Oh, I don't know. I I got nothing. I'm just. I don't know anything. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a beautiful Sunday. We are hanging out at Gasparilla Music Fest, talking with Mark Etherington. Hello. More popularly known as Mountain Holla. Yes. Mountain Holla. The 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 man with the big voice is what I is what everybody tells me. That's a good that's a good thing to be known for. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. First off, I owe you an apology. That's for, the first thing. For what? Because you emailed me uh-huh. like a f- couple weeks ago, yeah. and I said that we got to meet up and hang out and talk, and I I didn't get back to you. Oh. So I'm sorry for that. No, it's totally okay. No, no, it's not okay. It's not okay, actually. No. I, I, I was really upset about it. <laughs> yeah, you should Until be. just now. <laughs> okay, good, good. But no, well, you know, we got South By coming up and this and everything. I just... You know, it's crazy right now. It is a crazy like, time. Yeah, I, I was down in Okeechobee for five days last weekend, How stage managing a plane. It was, it was amazing like a lot of people keep asking me how was it and the only word i can muster to describe it is epic yeah that's it like there's it's, it was indescribable the shit that i saw happen and like the magic and like the magic of serendipity and like synchronicity and yeah. it was beautiful it was really really cool and we had a nice uh you know tampa st pete area presence at the yeah. at you know okeechobee feedback was holding it down and, yeah you know yeah we had a our stage the stage that i managed was the lost tea lounge and it was all like st pete act it was like me pleasures jerry x just jt brown feedback was on there um, Matt Walker, Alex Borst. I mean, it was like, it, it was everybody. Like, it was our big St. Pete family. That's awesome. Took over a whole section of Okeechobee. <laughs> yeah, we should, that should happen every year. I, I, yeah, it should. Yeah. Every Florida festival should be yeah, should taken be. over by Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. But it's also great that we have our own festival right here in our backyard. Yeah. You know, Gasparilla Music. So, um, you know, moving to today, what, what can we expect from your set? Um... You know, I don't, I don't know. I'm just gonna. I've been really focusing on. Um, so I don't write, I don't write set lists because I like to kind of pertain to the crowd. But I've been given the opportunity to be playing a lot of festivals recently, and so I've been kind of playing the same set. And it's, um, it's a, it's a lot of intentional, like intention based, because mm-hmm. um, a lot of my different songs, you know, like are sparked from different things here and there, or whatever. So I've been trying to kind of like convey a message of intention and a little bit of self-awareness because I feel like 2018 can be can continue going really well, but there's already been so much um, chaos that's already happened within this year within like pop culture and our society. So I'm really trying to, for a moment, for 30 minutes, for 35 minutes, try to convey like positive intention and also try to like harness that and push that through to whomever ears are picking up on it because I think it's really important. I think I think it's really easy to walk through our day to day and just get like shat on with like a bunch of jargon from so many different um, entities that have negative intention or yeah. a malicious intention or a, a greedy intention and just for a moment if we can like take a deep breath and have like 
compassionate intention or like you know whatever that may be fun intention or like you know just reckless intention too that's good too yeah yeah so i think that's that's what i'm going to try to bring there and especially being here all weekend like i get to wrap up that stage i'm stage managing that stage so it's it's important and know? this is the the firm and empathy right yes yeah. so you'll be you'll be the last one to yeah and then father john missed you yeah there you go yeah, so that's sick that's really cool man that's a really like good good way to approach music and you yeah. know like that's a great message for people to have yeah I, I wish um and it doesn't have to be with music you know it can be with any sort of medium or just like being a human being walking around yeah. you know like one thing i learned with okajobi with like being in charge of so much and working for such a phenomenal production company company based out of oakland called culture house like just using your words like be like being an adult and communicating clearly and directly and telling people what you need from them and just like it it makes the world you know so a, a much better place yeah. when people use their words in a positive way and like a in a in a clear way you know because it, it can get muddled as you guys you know literally run a thing where it's all words <laughs> yeah you know i'm sure you can i'm sure you can feel that with people's reactions to the show and like between each other you know yeah oh and it's interesting to see the way people you know use their words and the way people interact with each other yeah you know yeah and like but, people don't you know like people don't really know how well especially Any now because everybody spends all day texting mm -hmm. and like you know and even then people are bad at communicating via text but it's like i know you know it just becomes like acronyms and yeah it's really interesting like um i don't know if it's because i'm getting older or it's because like i have been working on this set of like intention and communication and like but i've been really noticing that like you know people do have a hard time communicating what they need and what they want and it's like it's not it's not like anything other than they just i, I don't think that, i don't like they don't know how anymore like when we're kids we're told to like use our words and like share and do all these very simple things but the older we get it's like we don't practice that in our day-to-day -day. we practice isolation and distraction and like yeah like texting man like, yeah i like nothing against this person but i watched a person walk like two blocks and cross the street and into curtis hickson and she was on her phone the entire time yeah and never she, once looked up at no. our beautiful downtown yeah not or just like she had a coffee like fucking drink your coffee just like look around you know <laughs> it's a gorgeous day yeah like what is and that's another thing i've been doing with myself is like every time i mindlessly pick up my phone to like oh i'm bored like you get that like idea i ask myself is it worth it like is it is it important is what i'm doing right now more important than like experiencing this you know because this is fleeting and, but for whatever reason we think this is like permanent and here forever yeah you know that's dude you're like blowing my mind right now <laughs> like really for real now it makes sense i was gonna bring up because i was you know checking out some of your live videos mm -hmm. and uh you you did a wmnf live showcase and there's a comment yeah. from somebody that i thought was hilarious i don't know if you know what i'm talking about he said finally the punk rockers are taking acid that was his review Sick. of you. Yeah, that's that's that's. I need to like put that on a koozie. Yeah. No, that should be like your, you know, like when they have a trailer for a film and it's like, you know, finally, finally the, punk, the rock. punk rockers are taking acid. Dude, it's so funny because like it's true. Like it really is true. I don't, I don't take, I don't, I don't know if my parents are gonna hear this. <laughs> well, we're, yeah, yeah, we're okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I totally condone psychedelics. Like, 
in the usage of it, but it's true. Like I, I think as a metaphor, right? The punks are taking acid. Like the punks are becoming, you know, some sort of like awareness. And like I, I think it comes from that punk idealism of like not giving a shit, sticking up against the anti-establishment. But now it's like if you stuck with it, a lot of my friends are in the same place where it's like now it's like we view the world almost in like a Zen Buddhist sense. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we've gone through the angsty shit of like dealing with and a lot of it's internal right so like I was angsty because I was dealing with a lot of self hate and like self I was very self deprecating as we can all become body image issues and stuff like that but then like I think eventually if you if you keep going internal enough like if you dive down enough eventually what you kind of realize is that it goes right back out right yeah like, it's like it's like is there an end of the universe like if you if you believe in the continuous universe theory like eventually you just get right back to where you started right so like these people who went through life not compromising their own person, their own nature, and yeah, punk rocks or punk rockers or like the alternative crowd, it's now, I think, the culture has taken a very, it's, it's kind of Zen Buddhist, you know, it's, it's, I, think there, I think there's a lot of similarities to, to that type of idealism, you know? Yeah. Yeah, this reminds me of conversations that we've had with Billy Mays. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure oh, yeah. you're, you're friends with him. Yeah, he's he's very similar in, in talking about you know the the infinite universe and mm -hmm. kind of how everything wraps around together. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 all connected. Yeah, you know? even if even if you don't see it all the time, or even if but it's it's all connected. You know. Yeah, man. Just like the same wind pushes the flag, pushes these trees, pushes my hair. Like it's. I, I think honestly nowadays, and I don't want to like step on anybody's toes, but to to really say otherwise is is quite silly. Yeah, you know, you're missing you're missing something. I think. I think so. Otherwise. I think you're missing something in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So Mountain Holler, what do you got coming? You got some new music coming for us soon, or what do you got? What do you got going on? So I'm playing quite a bit, um, and I just kind of decided when I was at Okeechobee. Um, I've been really proactive with playing shows since I started. I didn't really care about creating content. I wanted my music to be experienced in the live setting. Um, but then I started getting flack because people were like, dude, I want to listen to you like outside of this. So, so anyway, so I recorded uh, a five song EP called the Entheogen EP, which I have here today. And that's, a that's the latest thing I released. And it's not two of the songs in the EP are new. The other ones are old songs I've been playing. But what I decided to do is I have about 17 songs that I've carried in my arsenal that are kind of like in my music quiver. And what I've decided to do is record all of my songs, five songs at a time, and release different EPs. Some might contain new songs. I kind of foresee most of them being songs I've played for a while. Mm -hmm. But my goal, and I have no timeline on it, it's just whenever it feels natural, but I'm just going to slowly start releasing all of my songs in, in little five-song EPs. I love the, the phrase, your musical quiver. Yeah. You know? So I, I'm, ex I'm excited to see some uh, bow and arrow shots with, yeah. uh, with some... Mark Etherington, Mountain Holler music. Yeah, I'm excited to pull them. Pull them and let them go. <laughs> <laughs> That's too cool, man. So uh, what, what time are you playing again tonight? 5.30. 5.30. Yeah, 5.30 to 6. The Furman, closing out the Furman stage. Closing out the Furman stage. Right on, man. Yeah, man. Well, that's really cool. We'll have to bring you back for a full sit down. Sure. Where we can really talk to you. and Because I, I think we can get into a lot of cool stuff with you. Yeah. So, But again, I owe you a call back. <laughs> so when I get back from Austin, 
we'll hang out for when sure. do you when do you leave for south by uh like right after this oh wow like, yeah like we're we're packing up in a couple hours and i'm heading to the airport so. you, oh really you're flying out yeah, <laughs> yeah. godspeed so, i know so yeah we'll be at south by southwest all week and then when we get back, it's back to normal life for a little bit. You know? Sick. That's always so, tough. Yeah. It's always tough, like, living the the high life and then being like, oh, i got to go to work and do laundry. Yeah. <laughs> Cook a meal. <laughs> yeah, instead of just eating tacos all day, which yeah. is what I plan to do in Austin. God, that's a dream. See, I, I'm like a burrito guy, so I can just eat burritos all day. Hey, Austin sounds like a place for you then, man. They have such good, they have such good food. Yeah. <laughs> such good tech specs. Yeah, right on, man. Well, uh, any final thoughts for the uh, Cigar City Radio listeners? Um, Keep supporting your local things in all sense of the word food entertainment music beer businesses um neighborhoods just find a community you like and be a part of it we're hanging out here at gasparilla music festival we're in the replay guitar exchange tent talking with kolars yes you got it right yeah all right so first question okay you're a husband and wife duo. We are. Are you actually a husband Though and wife? Some people think we're brother and sister. That's what I was gonna say. Is this like a white stripes thing no. where it's like, yeah, who knows, you know? We're definitely married. Okay. Last time I checked. <laughs> Unless the divorce papers are in the mail. <laughs> oh, I don't... No, I tore those up. Yeah, oh, oh, that's that's nice. So you're based in LA, right? Yeah, but, we are. But where are you from originally? Nobody's from LA, right? Well, well I was born is. there. Really? Yeah, Cedar Sinai Hospital in LA. Damn. It's like one of five people. Yeah. I did grow up in England for a while. So as okay. a kid, I grew up in England. My parents are both European, so I'm a first generation American. But LA is kind of more my home than anywhere else. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm an East Coaster. Okay. I'm a Bostonian. All right. Yeah. Mass hole. I'm a yeah, mass hole. That's definitely right. <laughs> so how did you? She want? drives like one too. <laughs> oh. I'm all honk and middle finger. Well, you have to in LA. I I mean, you with, with traffic. Yeah, yeah, well, in LA, city. no one uses their blinker. LA's that like casual, I'm an asshole driver. So, oh, like, okay. no one really cares about anyone else. They're just worried about their own. Yeah, job, you're so. like a passive aggressive yeah. asshole driver <laughs> yeah. over there. Definitely. That that totally makes sense. <laughs> it does. So, how, how did you meet? How did you guys come together? We met in New York, actually, at a like a kind of a dive bar uh, oh, yeah. playing pool. What dive bar? McDougal Ale McDougal Ale. McDougal. <laughs> Never I even heard that. of that. That was like 40 years ago. Lower East Side kind of area? Yeah. No, or West like Village. West Village. Yeah. That's West Village? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought it was East Village. It's by Washington Square Park. All right. There you she go. knows New York better than I do. Okay. So there you go. So we'll have at least, you know, somebody from New York will be like, yeah, I know exactly that. Oh, well, definitely. Yeah. Like, she's right. She's yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. Or, or you know, or Twitter, Twitter will go crazy with uh, <laughs> correcting you. So... Tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, I know recently you just released um, a cover of Neutral Milk Hotel's uh, King of Carrot Flowers, which is like one of the cooler versions of that song I've ever heard. You made it, you made it like really kick ass, you know? Thank you. So what, what possessed you to to cover that of all songs? Something possessed you, actually. Well, yeah, what was it? I think we just wanted to cover it and we started trying it more like the original kind of in the three four yeah. like waltzy kind of folk almost like irish folk yeah. kind of song and then we were, and then i just started playing around with like doing it like what if we did it more like kind of blues rock or like kind of almost like t-rex would do it or like the uh the destroyers would do it in the 70s or something and oh. it kind of sounded cool and we tried like four four and then she started rocking the music. so we just did in like rehearsal space 
kind of came together and we're like, this maybe we should just do it this way. Yeah. Is there know? something romantic about that song? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I love playing it. We're yeah. gonna play it today. Awesome. And yes. it kind of plays up like the the lyrics are very like Americana, Ameri like talking about kind of the American condition. So like, why not try it in this more like American kind of rock and roll, guttural kind of way? Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I saw Pace Magazine posted it, and yeah. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to see these guys this weekend. So this is perfect. Yeah, that was cool. They did a whole premiere of it. Yeah, that's awesome. like one of my one of my favorite tracks. But, oh, thanks. Um, and then you have the self-titled record, which came out last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So that's what you're touring on now, right? Yes. Or is there it's something else bit, that you got working on? You know, we're, we're always trying to just do new bits and pieces. We have a couple new songs we play live that will be coming out. We have... Um, a single coming out at the end of the year. The guys from Pearl Jam Sauce in, in Seattle, so they got really into the show and want to put out like an exclusive seven inch. So really we're doing that song, yeah. Like September, so, right? It's in September. Um, so actually, King of Care Flowers will be the B side, and the A side will be this song, Touch the Lightning. So that'll come out then. And then next year, we're going to do a new album, have a full album release, like spring or early 2019. That's really cool. Yeah, no, the, the, the self-titled album had a lot of, like, really standout tracks. Thank you. Know, like, you. Like, you know, besides, like, the singles, like, Dizzy and stuff, like, just the record from beginning to end Thanks, is really, really cool. I love the, like... I don't know, you kind of mentioned like T-Rex and the Destroyers yeah, yeah. and stuff, and that's kind of the vibe I get from you guys. Like, you know, I've heard it, I know like Pace Magazine, for example, described it as desert disco, glamabilly, space blues. Yeah. Are these all good terms? Yeah, well, we, we made we them up. Sing, made, those we are, made, some of them we made okay. up and some of them we people describing us. Yeah. yeah, so we, that, we, we embrace those because, yeah, we're a little bit of a hybrid of a few different genres. So, like, how do you describe it? Why not mix some kind of colorful sentences together? Yeah. Know? No, I'm all about inventing your own genre. Like, yeah. uh, we manage a band called Death Hags, oh, cool. and they call themselves Doom Pop. Nice. It's you know pop songs about the end of the world. Oh my god, I love that! That's I listen to Death Hags. Listen to you their should, music you should. Because of that genre. Exactly. That's yeah. Great. yeah. You Smart. you piqued my interest. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's all it takes. So yeah, Space Blues sounds amazing. It sounds like that's you know, probably the most accurate one. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. but each song has like leans one way or another. You know? Yeah. So where do, where does that sound come from? You think? Because. I think it's, we, you know, we're influenced by every era. So there's like, you go through from like 40s, 50s, whether it's like Howlin' Wolf, and then you go into the 60s and like the Kinks and the Zombies, which is more that psychedelic 70s, that glam, Bowie, T-Rex, kind of David Essex sound, 80s, Cars, like that new wave thing we're influenced by, 90s, kind of garage, pavement kind of thing, and then modern indie rock, so it's like, how can we find ways to fuse it all together yeah. and then kind of embrace what we love, you know? So it's just like a weird combo. Yeah, and listeners, you can't see him right now, but he was doing a lot of stuff with his hands to describe the combo and the mixture. So just so you know. stirring. Yes, the pot is, is being stirred here, you know? So what's next for Kolar's? After you're, you're here at Gasparilla Music Festival, yeah. what, which is what's, awesome. It's a beautiful day. Are you, are you gonna be at South by Southwest we this year? Are. We, we leave tonight. Eight, eight performances in four days. Oh, shit. Six live shows and two, like, session shows. So wow. busy. Starting yeah. Tomorrow, are you leaving? Are you leaving tomorrow? We leave today. Oh, after. after the no, set. me too. Like, at, like literally after. Like after this, we're packing up at three o'clock, and I gotta go to Austin. Yeah. So, yeah. You have to stick around for the set, though. Oh well, yeah. I'll, I'll try. I'll try. Okay. If not, I'll see you in Austin. That's okay, true. that's true. That's true. You yeah, know. So. Uh, plenty of chances. 
That's um, really cool. Yeah, eight shows in how in four days. Yeah, yeah. so that's gonna be wild. And then we continue our U.S. tour with this really cool band from Nashville, Escondido. Yeah. And then right when that's done, we get on a plane and fly to England, and we're touring for a month with uh, Sean and Knife, which is this awesome Japanese. Oh, I love Sean and Knife. Yeah. They're like so cool. Yes, so cool. And, they, and their live show is so awesome, really? so we energetic. Seen it live yet. Oh man, they're really great. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the other bands that we managed opened for them recently. Oh, cool. So yeah, they're like really cool so any have you been to europe before have you toured over we there? have we've just started we, we, we did with our previous band but this band we've been going more strong and it's awesome germany's been great england it's kind of building up it's really good yeah. i love i love europe because they treat the bands really well over there you know like usually your your guarantee like comes with accommodations which is nice you know they feed you like one of our bands got sick in spain because like they just got fed so much. <laughs> like they just kept feeding them paella Come and food on, and man. stuff. So it's like, yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. I mean, I'd rather that than you know be in the middle of like Alabama and starving. You know, so. very true. There's Absolutely. some good food in Spain. So. Yeah. There's probably good food in Alabama That's too. That's true, but, actually. Good but southern. The, but the promoters aren't giving it to you. That's They're the not difference. giving it that to you. Is, no. You have to find it. Yourself. Yes, you have to find it and pay for it yourself. So. All right, cool. Well, we're it was a pleasure meeting. Yeah, you. we just yeah. we're glad we got to chat with you for Thank a couple minutes. So uh, any final words for the Cigar City Radio crowd? Oh, just enjoy, live life to the fullest, do what you love. So we're here, Replay Guitar Exchange Tent at Gasparilla Music Festival. We're hanging out with Chunk. Yes. Yes. Who just performed a little earlier on the stage right behind us? Yeah. Um, playing some. Indian classical music is that right or is this is like kind of a fusion of Indian music what yeah exactly it is this is my uh, new project the global uh, fusion project so it's, it's more of Indian ancient chanting and the tabla and with the guitar drums and the percussion and all so it's like a hybrid Indian music you can see yeah yeah no it's really cool well it, I love any time you hear uh, one of the audio guys saying we need more we need more tabla in the mix or we need more cajon in the mix you're uh -huh. like all right this is the st this is the stage that I want to be at you know <laughs> so that's that's cool stuff and uh, so you're you're classically trained though right in vocal and, and tabla yeah exactly I'm I'm coming from the family of musicians so this is my third generation doing this music <laughs> third generation so yeah, your dad exactly. and your grandfather yeah exactly were musicians uh -huh. and what 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 did they play uh, my father was a sitar player in, in known very known uh, well known uh, sitar player in, in India and so I'm here and uh, last ten years and working here so with our band uh, which is we are touring everywhere and playing also we played here in Gasparilla two years back with our band Wild World Fusion Band yeah I was gonna ask you about that yeah. the Wild World Fusion Band that was um the band uh, you you worked with the the late great Ray Villadonga right yeah exactly yeah what what how, how did you meet him how did you get in touch with him yeah when I moved here uh, to Tampa to start my school Indian music school and the same time I get into I, I was trying to find the musicians who has some not like a regular way of working something yeah. different experimental that's definitely that was definitely right yeah so I found and we just click and you know, first day to meet with him and we start our band now we have many artists internationally acclaimed and they come and they play with us and we have city release uh, April 1st uh, 
uh, at uh, Skipper's Smokehouse. Oh, We're right on. There. And that's the that's the CD that you've been working on with George Harris, right? Exactly. At uh, Creative World Recording in Largo. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. How, how did you? Did Ray was the one? Did he introduce you to George, or did you meet George elsewhere? Yeah, actually, I I played uh, for Ray's album over at George, and that's that's how we met. And the when we were recording our this album for Va, Ray actually was in the cancer surviving yeah and he passed away during our he was hospitalized during our recording session so it's very close to us this uh, album and it's uh, really sounding good and we are very excited for this yeah i'm sure he would have loved to to hear the, the final product yeah sure. sure yeah so tell us a little bit about the school too it's the shruti school yeah shruti school of music and we offer uh Indian music, uh, the vocal, tabla, and the sitar. We have a visiting professor, the lab, like a teachers, visiting teachers from the around the world, and they come here and they they teach. And I also teach uh, tabla and the vocal. And that's here in the area, right? Where, where's that located? Uh, that is in Karalut. Oh, really? In Karalut? Yeah. That's right, right, right in my neck of the woods. Ah, uh, here you go. <laughs> where, where is it? I don't, like, where exactly? As Karalut, very next to the Indian Center, Indian oh, Cultural Center, yeah. Lane Road. Yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. Lane okay, Road. I know exactly where that is. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, we're gonna have to come by and check out the school. Yeah, sometime. sure, sure. So how how many uh, how many students do you guys have? Yeah, we there? have a lot of students. Uh, uh, close to 100 students we have, wow. and we have online students. And also, I work with USA and Sanford College. I go there, and sometimes I. Uh, teach uh, and uh, take a workshop, give a workshop to you know for students. So That's I really cool. Do that. So you're really trying to further this type of music. You know, you're trying to keep it alive. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, it's very cool music, and it's a uh, you can you can play with uh, any kind of genre. It's 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 very easy to jam. You know, it's very easy easy to go with any other genre. So we're trying, and I'm trying my best to bring the world with the music in one place yeah that's really cool and i love i just love that you're mixing in different styles from all over the world into something exactly. unique and cool yeah you know? exactly that's awesome yeah. so i know are you're gonna be at south by southwest this year too right yeah i'm i'm flying tomorrow and i'm playing tuesday and uh, thursday but oh. i'm playing with a different different band there and also I'm playing one set with an Indian classical sitar player. I'm playing with him. He invited me. And oh, that's really cool. We're going to be at South by Southwest also. Oh, that so would be awesome. Have, yeah, you're going to have to let me know when your sets are. We'll try to make yeah. it out. That's, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, so sure. you got that and then the album release at Skipper's Smokehouse, you said, at April 1st? Yeah, April 1st. And we have a guest artist. And he is actually still playing with John McLaughlin, a guitar, and he's a percussionist from uh, band Shakti. Yeah. And so he is coming and playing with us, uh, joining us uh, for this series uh, uh, release. That's gonna be a hell of a Selva show. Ganesh. Yeah. yeah. So, what what's it like to write the music that you write? Because for because. For me, you know, I'm, I'm used to kind of the verse, chorus, verse, it's kind of simple song structure, but that's not really the case with a lot of your music. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe because you've been writing like that for so long, uh, what happens when you try to write like traditional American write music? Yeah, it's, it's, it's very similar and I yeah. try to, I try to adopt the, the style 
yeah. and I try to go with that. But it's uh, mostly we try to keep a, a, a simple tune where the whole band can play, play together, yeah. or the ending part, or something, and then after improvise. Yeah. We keep like improvisation is more open. Yeah. That part we don't compose that much. We have some idea where to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, but, yeah. but you are do, so you are doing even on stage you're doing a lot of improv. And a lot it's of mostly improv. it's a lot of improv during our solos, and but that we, we, we when you end our solo or we start our solo there is something composition, but after that you just go your own. Yeah. You know? so, so it's kind of like jazz in that sense, right? Yeah, you yeah. Know? exactly. It's improvisation. That's really cool. <laughs> well, if there was something that you wanted people who are not familiar with your music to know or not familiar with Indian music at all to know about it about the style what would that thing be yeah the basic uh, interesting part uh, there is I'm I can say there is a 90 99% similarity with any kind of music yeah. and the only difference and approach has the Indian music is raga music which is like a scale music which is not harmonic music Western music is morally, mostly harmonic. Yeah. And uh, Indian music is raga. The, you can take any particular scale and hang on that. And because there is a concept about the micronote. So instead of going all over, you work with a small space and work with the micronotes. So you're kind of finding the notes in between the notes. Exactly. It's called Shruti. That is my school name. Oh. Shruti is Swara is a note and Shruti is micronote. Micronote. Yeah. That's that's a totally new concept to me. That's amazing. Yeah, and also in the rhythm uh, we have very developed uh, structure and all this konoko nowadays very uh, popular like so so on so so awesome it's like you're rapping you know you're doing rap and so so this is also very very interesting thing in indian music in interesting style so man lots to learn we're definitely going to have to come to the school and you'll have to give us a crash course. Yeah, definitely. I have online courses and all these things. So, yeah, I try to uh, reach out to the people anyways. And and thank you so much, guys, to inviting and, you know, to be here. So I'm sitting here with Kasha. She is very Polish. She is our intern. She is a business extraordinaire. Some of the pictures she's taken are fantastic. I'm still are learning. actually fantastic. <laughs> So how are you learning? Are you learning off the cuff? Or do you have like classes that you take? How are you doing that? Well, um, there's this group of like old people and they go to botanical gardens and like take pictures of like flowers and wildlife. And I just watch them have all the patience in the world. That's the most old person thing I've ever heard anyone say. <laughs> there are these old people and they go to flower gardens and take pictures of flowers with big cameras and learn. That's what they do. But that's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's a crazy way to learn. Are you the youngest person in that group? Of course. Everyone's like 50 years older. All right. We are here with Seth and Gabe Davis from Brother Cephas. Hello. Yes, sir. So first question, 
This is what I always ask brothers. Are you really brothers? We are brothers. Yeah. 14 months apart. Really? 14 months apart? It hasn't been tested, but yeah. It's, no, it's what not. we've been told. Different, different what we've been told. So, okay, so at, at the very least, the same mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's verified. <laughs> and you're, you're from here in Tampa, right? From in the area. Where, where do you guys live? Or in St. Pete or in the Ybor area? Like, where are you from? We're in Ybor Heights. Oh, okay. Just off Nebraska and Martin right. Luther. Right near, like, yeah. where we usually record over at the Blind Tiger there on 7. So oh, nice. Kinda, oh, yeah. Know, always in the Ybor area. Oh, yeah. And you're playing today here at Gasparilla Music Festival. So tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, what do you think of the festival so far? Is this your first time coming, or did you come last year? Yeah, man, we've been, uh, I think this is our second or third year coming, just as, you know, fans, friends coming to see the bands playing. Um, but this is our first year playing ourselves, so we're excited. Caught some good music yesterday. Just loaded in, ready to hit it today. Ready to rock. Drink right? some beers. Yeah. Drink some no, beers. Drink some beers and drink boxed water, which I see. You gotta yeah. stay hydrated. You gotta have the boxed water. You gotta go one for one on days like today, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're getting a nice breeze now, but it's a kind. Of, it's a hot day. Yeah. It's a lot better than last year, though. Last year's Gasparilla Music Fest was like brutally hot. So I remember watching Ryan Adams last year. Yeah. It was really. It was rough. Really, yeah. Really hot. Yeah. Did you guys catch the Roots last night? Yeah. Oh man. Amazing. Yeah. Of course. It, Incredible show. I've right? never yeah. gotten to see him. And so like seeing someone like Wes Love playing like right there is just I, it's just a legend. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean they're on you know, they're on the tonight show every night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then they're right here in front of us. Yeah. So uh, so I know you just had a new uh, kind of your it's, it's your debut like studio project, right? Not that important. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've released um, I think a total of four uh, what we call collections, EPs over the last couple years. This is the first release we've done in studio, you know, not in our living room by ourselves. So yeah. it's good, man. It really took some like having a, we had a dude, Drew Fisher out in LA mix in. He's done a bunch of records we really like. So with this one, we were like, let's, let's like do this with people we know are making good records. So yeah. we know just like what it's like to vibe on that and record, like Gabe said, not just on our own, you know, like overthinking things. Yeah, but like actually like yeah. do it. Get yeah. out, yeah. Not that there's anything I mean, I love the bedroom stuff too. You know, yeah, you man. gotta have a little bit of that. Well you gotta do what you gotta do, you know, like it's better to get music out in some way than not, you know, yeah. for sake of quality. Yeah, know? yeah, exactly. So what's been the reception like to the to the new record? You know, what have, what have people been saying? It's been awesome, man. Yeah, I think like, you know, we've we've been playing around Tampa in the southeast for a couple years uh, but really like with the, in that same vein of stepping up our recording process through this and writing uh, we've been you know starting to get more active playing shows touring that kind of stuff so I think all of that combined together and just you know ma making the decision to be a little more uh, concentrated on what we want to accomplish musically has uh, I think been really well received man I think we've started to you know, just years of playing together, settling as a group, everyone's kind of voices are stepping out a little stronger. And yeah. I think that makes just for a better release, you know? 
Yeah, I feel yeah. that. You know, because you have it's kind of like you have more time to like hone in and, and get that. Yeah, that's sure. that, uh, that tightness. Well, we started this band like just wanting to play music together. Gabe was in a different band. I was in a different band, and this was like we just wanted to be like a Tampa band. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Some cool bands were starting up, and we wanted to like rep Tampa. And then I like with this last record, like he was saying, it was the first time. Like, well, maybe let's try and like do this more you know not just be a local band that plays monthly yeah wherever so but, but really like really go for it yeah because yeah. you're doing a tour now right too like that, that's also tour dates like. yeah well we we're working on summer stuff now we did like okay. a run in october up to new york in the northeast and then we did like a couple nashville birmingham dates and we're booking out the summer now so we can like hit it hard our drummer's finishing school so freeze him up a little more yeah you know? yeah forget school man know, get on dude. the road on, like what man. are you doing it's real education begins now yeah. <laughs> it begins on the road when you're when you're eating taco bell for 10 nights in a row yeah yeah, you know? yeah. gets dangerous but I, I love that i love seeing bands from our area getting out there and showing the rest of the world and other scenes that you know we got fucking great music here. yeah yeah like, this festival is a testament to that that like you know yeah you got the roots and you got spoon and father john missy but you know, you have a lot of local talent on this bill that is just as good as those national acts. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think now it's like, it's cool to see because, like, I feel like three, four years ago, even, like, there was good bands, but, like, now there's just, there's a handful of, like, amazing bands in Tampa and St. Pete, you know, especially, like, St. Pete. Yeah. You know, even to Orlando, like, I feel like it's, like, getting, like, cool for people to play in bands again. I don't know. I feel yeah. like there's a while there where it's, like, no, well, everybody wanted to be a DJ for yeah. a while, and then yeah. now it's like nobody, you know, the DJ thing's kind of saturated. So yeah. it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. And who wants to be a DJ anyways? <laughs> Not me. It seems like some, could be some nice money. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing that you know, it's like, you know, a band. You have so much gear and so much stuff, and you're like four or five guys in a van or whatever, and you don't get paid as much as the DJ who plugs in with his laptop and that's it. Plays yeah. A club. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Hops in his Honda Fit and drives to the next game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and then, but then on the other side of the spectrum, you have some really good electronic musicians, oh, yeah. like like Freeback oh, and other people in our area. One of our friends, Justin Depp, just recorded or just put out his record on Spotify. Just all came out last week. He's a Tampa dude. Yeah, was a part of like the noise scene years ago, but one of our favorites, and he's one dude like amazing music man all instrumentals like definitely check that out that's really cool yeah starting to play more shows now so very cool tampa dude so you know you were talking about how the, the scenes changed in the last couple years where where do we see the scene or where do you see the scene going in the next couple years I just see it growing, man. I don't know. There's just like, there's such a cool growth. And then like, what what I hope and what we're trying to do more of is like, you know, you play certain shows, like opening up for, you know, someone like us, like we don't play a lot around unless it's like we're opening up for someone that it makes sense, you know, yeah. it's a big show, maybe a new reach. Like, I'd like to see like the community of like bands, like, doing more projects together and like making more weird shows you know like we're yeah. talking with Mike Mass about doing like let's do some like off-brand shows from what, what you usually do you know it's yeah, like yeah. usually everyone's like put the indie bands together and put the folk bands and the punk you know yeah. like we love it all so like 
I just hope we can all be more like together. Totally. Alexander from the Grapes and the Venus and you know Glove. Like there's just a bunch of amazing acts. Out yeah, there, you know? yeah. Shout out to Glove. They're yeah. one. Of, they're one of my favorites yeah. too. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I'm hip to that, man. I think we we should see a mixing of genres more like that. Like, that's kind of how it is in like Brooklyn and like a couple other scenes where it's like, you know, the first act might be indie rock and then you'll get a hip hop guy and then you'll get, you know, a metal band or something. It's like, why not mix it all together? Yeah, yeah. for sure. So that's really cool. Well, uh, what's next for Brother Cephas? Well, we just started working on a, a new rake record, potentially uh, our first full length. So it's kind of the focus right now, just writing. You know, we Seth and I write a lot, um, and uh, our issue has been like getting music out quick enough to keep up with where you know what yeah. we're working on at the moment. So got some plans to put some new stuff out this year, and again, just get more active, man. Tour when we can, play shows. You know, do what he was saying, like try and. Uh, build a community here in Tampa like a stronger base for bands like us you know or in the gloves you know specifically or glove is uh, you know done a great job of getting out of Tampa yeah. you know yeah. so I think the stronger we can make our home base uh, and then build that community of just getting out as well you know it just helps everyone across the board so we're hanging out here Gasparilla Music Fest with a band that performed yesterday right yes right there on the psych stage the Underhill Family Orchestra from Alabama that's yeah. us yeah so did you guys come all the way from Alabama just to see us yeah Definitely. just to see you specifically. me specifically, specifically. Oh, well, I, we heard, I mean, that makes we me feel special beautiful you were oh, oh you know I mean you guys are you're all beautiful you do you know how many throwback Buccaneers hats are in Alabama Probably very little. Yeah, very few. One, one to zero. <laughs> <laughs> I used to live in uh, I used to live in Chicago, and I would always wear like like I'm all about the throwback Bucks hat and the throwback right. Devil Rays hat. And I would tell people at like a fest, like yeah, if you can't find me, just look for a like a throwback Tampa Bay hat, and that's probably the old, me. All the you old. Look, I have a throwback Packers hat. I'm from Milwaukee originally. Okay. And uh, I have a throwback Packers. People are like, what team is that? It's like then you're too young to ask me about my hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right on. So uh, I got to catch a little bit of your set yesterday, and I was really like blown away by well, thank you. Uh, just the sound is really great, but the harmonies in particular, like these like four part, just like soulful, beautiful harmonies. So like, how long do you spend working on those, or do you just naturally have incredible pitch? <laughs> oh man, if only that were the case. Uh, we spend so much time working on vocals. We spend a lot of time crafting the songs. The songs are. Uh, we, we have a really specific goal when we write a song to not make it uh, absolutely normal. We need it to be a little bit left to center uh, because that's what makes music good for us. You know, like we love Fleetwood Mac. If Fleetwood Mac would have been would have come in and done like you know some John Cougar stuff, they wouldn't have been as popular because then you're just regular vocal, third vocal, fifth harmony over top. Yeah, and then. Uh, you know, anybody can do that without a lot of work. And I, th I feel like when you're making music, you should be working hard. It's a, jo it's a job as well. As, I mean, they call it playing. Yeah. But it's something that you have to work hard to do. I don't think Beethoven uh, just, like, went with his gut instinct on anything. You know, it's like... <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, challenge you know, some barriers. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And then so, uh, but the harmonies take a long time. We do try to incorporate four and five people into those uh, when we can, so... That's it's that's very, incredible. It's very it's very hard to do, but I think it's so worth it. And it really, for, especially when we're uh, going 
into the songwriting process. Like we usually have a lot of those vocals in mind, and it helps bring the song uh, to fruition, like what we think in our head. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it. I think it really adds a sense of life to, to songs. I mean, I'm personally, you know, I'm really into like Simon and Garfunkel Word. and, and yeah. Queen and just yeah. bands that, you know, really had incredible harmonies. Yeah. So it's great to see that being carried on, you know. Those are some yeah. big names. Those you know? are some big names. <laughs> I appreciate know. that. We'll very put the Underhill Family Orchestra right there. Yeah, yeah. Right Simon and Garfunkel, then Queen. Queen. Yeah, the Underhill Family Orchestra. I'm okay with them. Yeah. yeah. So I've actually, you know, since you were announced for Gasparilla Fest, you know, I made my Gasparilla Music Festival playlist. I sure. get familiar with everybody. And your cover of I'm a Believer, yeah. like, really jumped out at me as, oh, like, I, just the way it builds into this like explosion of sound by the end I was just like so blown away by how great of a cover that is and how great that whole like kind of side A side B single that you guys did is so why did you cover that song in particular and, and how did you come up with that arrangement um, so we uh, I love that song it's a great song uh, before Shrek before <laughs> Smash Mouth, you know. Uh, Despite Shrek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still and, a great song. And a little bit of uh, history on that song, like Neil Diamond wrote it, like mis- Mr. Jewish Elvis, like one of the one, <laughs> one of the best singers and songwriters of all time. So, uh, especially when it comes to pop contemporary. Um, so when the words were being written, like you can tell how much care and craft went into those words and they're really beautiful moving songs, or uh, words. And so when we went sat down to kind of make it a thing we were like we should make it a slow dance instead of instead of like a hand jive kind of deal right right um but the the slow dance quality of it and you know we don't do the uh i wouldn't leave you if i try part uh because that's like a pop sensibility where we wanted to make it a real sentimental yeah feel and i made it folky and rootsy yeah and and i think uh, uh the song gets a bad rap for being hokey uh and it it is like some of the like the I thought love was only true for fairy tales. Like if that yeah. doesn't hit you in your soul, like if well, the, you, everybody's felt that. Like that's what it really amazed me about your version of the song, and that's what I think like a really great cover makes you look at the song in a completely different way. And that's well, what I think you. you guys did with that. Thank you so much. Is that it allowed me to realize like wow, this these are really great songs. It's a love song. Yeah, yeah it is. It's a beautiful love song, and it's like it's kind of like. Uh, um, like Ryan Adams covered the Taylor Swift album, yeah. sure, sure, sure. and I, I didn't realize that those were amazing songs. Yeah. And then Ryan Adams did it. I'm like, wow, this is good shit. Uh, yeah. I heard that him, uh, Taylor Swift, and he worked like together on a lot of it too, because yeah. she, she really writes like a lot of her songs. And, yeah, I mean, she has help, but it's. I thought it was cool, and I like his cover of Wonderwall is yes. the, the the only cover of Wonderwall it's, for me. It's true, even though every every guy with a guitar in every bar yeah. will do a cover drop, of Wonderwall. Drop to that minor on yeah. the chorus, yeah, and then there it goes. <laughs> but yeah, no, Ryan Adams actually headlined uh, Gasparilla Music Fest last year. Oh, awesome! Really? So nice. um, we had a chance to see him, and um, you know, now this year we got you know the Roots and Father John Misty's playing tonight, and Spoon played last night, so. Um, what do you guys think about Gasparilla Music Fest? You... Uh, it's pretty we sweet. It. I, I had my head in my hands for most of the roots. Yeah. But... Yeah, we caught the we caught the roots. War paint. Um, War paint is so good. We we've been just enjoying everything. Um, everybody, like still today, they were like, "Hey, saw you guys yesterday," and everyone's super friendly and um, hospitality is amazing. Definitely just a really good time all around. We're having a blast. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. And this isn't your first time in Tampa, right? Like you, you've We've been, been here in a Tampa. couple times. Yeah. <laughs> we played um, 
New World Brewery a uh, handful of times, and also the Crowbar. Crowbar, uh, good, yeah. Good friend of ours mm-hmm. at the Crowbar. Played in uh, St. Pete several times, too, so. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's funny, because, like, there's some people that just kind of, like, fit what we're doing here, and I think, like, what you guys are doing fits in with a lot of the bands that we have in this scene, too. Well, you know, you. So I feel like we could adopt you as, like, honorary members of the Bay Area scene. And I don't, think, any, we'll I don't think anybody would be upset by that. Cool. We well, will, if you ever come to Mobile, that. you can stay at my house. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will definitely do that. I don't know when that's going to be. But. Hit me on the Facebook. Let's ride. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, man. Let's hang out. Are we'll you hit. going to South by Southwest? Because I need a ride. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I actually just bought that house, so okay. I, don't, I don't have time for anything else. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So what? Uh, tell me a little bit then about the you know the mobile scene. Like what what's uh, what's going on there? Uh, the right mobile now? scene is so rad. Uh, every I, I really feel like every major. Obviously, like it's a town in the south. So you have those bands that are like they're cover bands. Everybody goes out to see cover bands in yeah. every city, but it's really prevalent in the south. Uh, I feel like the sh- people who are like really itching to see different music like are are elsewhere, but. It's also party music, so it's kind of a partying scene. Mobile specifically is a 24-hour city. Really? So, yeah. Bars don't have oh, to close. To Bars don't have to close. You can walk around with your beers and stuff. Um, it's like a but, mini New Orleans. But like what, I've always, New Orleans. what I've always liked about Mobile is that everybody, no one is afraid to do their own thing. Like, every major and minor genre is represented in some way in, in our music scene, and I think it's... I think it's really cool, and I think especially with the emergence of bands like St. Paul and Alabama Shakes, like people are starting to get more of this idea of like, oh wait, more than just football happens in Alabama, yeah, and more than just you know the uh, the stereotype, stereotypical cousin, whatever, right? Know, or like, yeah, the southern stuff. Yeah, yeah like it's we're not, we're not a bunch of mouth breathers all the time. Like <laughs> we we do say "Roll Tide" at funerals. That wasn't yeah. a joke. Like that really, I've heard it happen. Do people uh, scream that at your shows too. Uh, Roll Tide and uh, Freebird; those are the only things you're allowed. <laughs> the only things you're allowed. <laughs> to only scream. things you're allowed to scream at a show in Alabama. I think. Right on. <laughs> uh, so I know you got, you got you're working on a new album right now, it's, right? It's oh. ready to oh, go. It's, oh, ready. Yeah. It's, in, yeah. it's in the can. Yeah. We oh, yeah. are. Uh, so tell me about that. Loaded. Tell me about the album. We are releasing the first single from it, March 23rd, so that's coming up really soon. Very soon. Yeah. Um, the album in general, like making it. Yeah, and tell me about right. the album. Like, what's what about the album? It uh, is a fantastic endeavor. Like, we uh, we worked really, really hard on it. It's been pretty much done for the past year. Um, we've just been waiting for the right time and the right sort of rollout to get everything um, where it needs to be for for to I guess prepare the world. I don't know exactly. Yeah, no, you have to prep the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's uh, it's. We worked. Uh, we recorded half of it in uh, Mobile, and our producer Noah Shane flew in from Los Angeles, and we did all the full band stuff, um, a lot of like background vocals and uh, guitar work and bass stuff, and then uh, took a couple weeks off. And Stephen and Joel flew out to Los Angeles and did all the main vocal stuff and extra guitar work and whatnot. And, um, he was he uh, super in- influential in the in our kind of figuring out what our recorded sound sounds like. He's been a yeah. fantastic guy. The sixth member of our band, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. that can be a challenge, you know, yeah. to, like, really uh, translate what you're doing on the stage to what you're doing on the record. Yeah. You know? and, and he was, he, he did a great job in understanding what we were going for and 
also making it better than yeah. what we could have anticipated. That's always a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah, coming out of re- recording being better is like the the goal. You know, you when you yeah. learn new things, you experiment, and um, the album is very cinematic. It's I always say it's music you can dance or cry to, or both oh. at the same time. Um, there's I love the classic love cry dance. The cry dance, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, uh, there's nothing crazy about that. There's some really fun moments. There's some, you know, there's the brass on there. They have that, like, Delta kind of um, Creole feel that we have down in Mobile, New Orleans area. And then we have, um, like, Ennio Morricone feel in some songs. And it's just... It's all over the place in a good way. In a, like, it's uh, cohesive. Yeah, yeah. It flows. I feel like it's a really good road trip album. I yeah. listened to it awesome. driving, uh, like on a long drive one day, and I was like, this is awesome. I love it. I mean, <laughs> We're like excited said, just, about it. Just from listening to you guys on stage, I could totally get that vibe. Like, I could drive across the country and listen to your records yeah. for sure. So hopefully, do, do, do we have a release date for that yet? When's that coming? It's tentatively uh, May, May the 4th. 4th. Oh, May yeah. the 4th be with you. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah hopefully. Uh, we yeah. can only hope that it's with us that day. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, that would be amazing. That's also our bass player's uh, wedding anniversary. Hey, so. so it's a lucky day all around. Yeah. yeah. So um, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully it will because that's an awesome day. So. Yeah. No, we not mention my dog's birthday again? Yeah. Oh, we sorry. Will. And Steven's dog's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Steven's dog. What kind of dog? It, it's uh, it's a Jack Russell Beagle. It's it's the running oh. joke right now because every time we say it, Joe is like, "That's my anniversary," and I'm like, "Yeah, and my dog's birthday." Yeah, <laughs> like anniversary. You know? <laughs> He'll get married what two, three times? I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm At kidding. least yeah, no. uh, Alabama marriages last way longer than big cities. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> you, it's because you can stack them. You can have yeah, multiple yeah, yeah, yeah. at once. You can have several. You can have some with family members. It's fine. It's yeah, fun. you know, family sticks together. So yeah. so th- there's there's a lot of meanings then to this Underhill family orchestra yeah, yeah, yeah. Hearing, so. by, by blood and also by marriage yeah. by <laughs> any means same necessary time. I guess so. right on guys well uh, any final thoughts for, for Tampa for the Cigar City Radio listeners um, just continue to support local live music creativity is uh, it's a it's a tough thing to find if you're looking at uh, with at the broad brush these days like Look in the crevices, look in the cracks, find the good stuff. Um, that's the only reason we get to do what we do is because people came out to the shows. And, uh, the, you know, some of my favorite bands are never going to be uh, famous. They're never going to have platinum records. Um, and I would encourage people to do the same thing. It's yeah. uh, Find what's hidden under the bushel basket. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're hanging out here with uh, Jessica O'Connor, Hi. our new friend who uh, <laughs> runs uh, a new blog called The Mic Drop. Mic Drop Music. Mic yeah. Drop Music. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I graduated from Florida State in December, and before graduating, I had an internship with Alternative Nation. So I got right to go to like Lollapalooza, Bonnaroo, Voodoo, like all of these huge festivals. And I got to do like on-camera interviews and stuff like that. And I'm just like the girl who has to do everything herself. So I'm like, as amazing as that was, I kind of want to like start my own thing. Yeah. So I like was like, you know what? I have some contacts. I have some experience. So I'm just going to go for it. So it officially launched on 
January 31st, and ever since it's just been kind of like taking off. It's, I've, I've gotten really lucky, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So this is your first Gasparilla Music Festival. You're covering it as official media. What's, yeah. what's the festival been like for you so far? Well, it's really cool because it's in my hometown, so it's there's an aspect of convenience. Like yesterday, my shoes were really uncomfortable, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to run out and change my shoes and yeah, come back. Yeah. But it's also just like gorgeous physically like I genuinely of all the festivals I've been to I think this is the best like city setup because yeah. you got the palm trees the downtown the just water the water yeah. UT in the back it's just stunning it is it really especially like at night when everything starts you know getting lit up like for for spoon and, and the roots last night the it was roots. like oh my gosh incredible right incredible yeah you better believe I like ran up to the front row took some pictures it was insane yeah I saw them at Okeechobee last weekend actually too when they were like the live band for Snoop Dogg so that was like I've seen them two weekends in a row now I probably need <laughs> no, just just follow them around. Just start going to I'm all the groupie, yeah. Start going to all the Tonight Show tapings, you know. So. I should. Yeah. I really should. You could probably just hang out on the Roots bus. I think know? I'm going to. I think that's my plan. <laughs> <laughs> if this doesn't work out, I'm just gonna follow the Roots around the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what what type of music are you most into? Like, what is your what is your big scene? Um. That's really, really hard. So obviously with Alternative Nation, I was covering a lot of alternative music for a while, but I love rap. Mm -hmm. Snoop Dogg, as they're saying, like insane. I'm doing Reggae Rise up next weekend, so I love reggae, like Tribal Seed, Soja, Damian Marley, all that stuff. But then I like definitely love classic rock too. Like pretty much that's all me and my friends listen to. So really? yeah, I'm like an old soul. Hey. <laughs> I'm, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like, definitely. Gotta gotta have love for the classics. The so. classics, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's your favorite like classic artist? Oh shoot, I'm dying to see Fleetwood Mac on their last tour this year. They're oh, doing yeah, like the, the, the farewell tour. That, oh, so man. me and my friends are like trying to trying to get on that. <laughs> yeah, there's so many farewell tours happening this year. Shania like, Twain. She's doing a farewell tour. Too? She's well, that I don't know. There's some There's some questions there. There's some questions, but apparently Shania Twain was on her way out, but yeah. she's too young. Yeah. She, she can, can hang she can hang out. Yeah, I sure. mean if the Rolling Stones can be seventy something and Steven Tyler, out, you know. Yeah, guys. Aerosmith. All right. We're hanging out here at Gasparilla Music Festival in the replay guitar exchange tent and we're chatting with Berto. First off, is your name really Berto? That's my name. Really? Yeah. 100%. You're not lying to me. Uh, no, why, why would I do that? <laughs> and Berto, you come from the, uh, the the metropolitan city of Deland, Florida. Is that correct? That's where I spent most of my time. I live in New Smyrna Beach, which is just, you know, over to the east of that. But yeah, in that general vicinity, Volusia County. Volusia County, man. Yeah, I've spent a little bit of time over there, so I, yeah. I know how that is. And I've heard you described as one of the hardest working musicians in Florida. Oh yeah, is who that, told you that? <laughs> I, I can't say, can't yeah. say. Don't want to give any names, but I hear, you, yeah, you, you gig a lot, you play a lot of shows yeah. in Florida in that area. And, uh, you know, is that, is yeah, that true? Yeah, I travel a lot. I, I definitely, it's, uh, there's sacrifice involved in it, so I have no problem saying that I do travel a lot and, and uh, I love to play and, and just uh, see different parts of Florida. Florida is a really diverse state, you know. So yeah. When you leave town, uh, yeah, sometimes you feel like you're just in a different country. It's yeah. Crazy. Like a whole different world. Yeah. Yeah. You know? 
from like here to New Smyrna, yeah, it's like totally, totally different, totally yeah. different vibe. This is just a, an actual city. <laughs> yeah, well, it feels like it, especially at events yeah. like this. You oh know? yeah, like it, we're this is very urban, I guess. You know, we're right Definitely. downtown. Um, and so, this is also the uh, the home of the. Uh, Cuban sandwich. Absolutely. Which people think it's Miami, but it's Tampa. No, Tampa is, right? yes. And I fight people over this Do all really? the time. Yeah, yeah. Because the big part of it is that the Cuban sandwich uh, in Tampa, it's, it was also influenced by the Italian immigrants that we had here at the cigar factories. And that's why they added the salami. I didn't know that. And that's the key. That's yeah. what really makes the Cuban sandwich in addition to like, you know, the roast pork and everything. Sure, and then sure. you gotta have the salami. Yeah. If not, it's just like, what are you doing? That's not even a real Cuban. Yeah, you know? I've heard I've heard there's a little bit of uh, tension there because I think uh, when Subway came out with like the Miami Cuban and uh, people were like, what the hell is that about? Oh, you know? no, <laughs> yeah, that's no, it's no, it's not right. No, <laughs> come, come to Tampa, come to West Tampa Sandwich Shop. You that, know, that's where you get a that's, Cuban, huh? That's the place to get a Cuban. That's where Obama went to get a Cuban. So I mean, that's the, you know, it's, they're, they're not going to give him bad yeah. bad Cuban sandwiches. Sure. You know? <laughs> so that's really cool. So I, I was I was reading a little bit about you, you know, before before Gasparilla Music Fest. And I, I heard that you kind of got your start um, like in playing church music. Is that right? Or like that's yeah. where like it was like your introduction to music. Yeah, I, I grew up in the church, and uh, I went to private school. And actually, the interesting fact is, um, I went to uh, this. I don't know why my mom got involved in this church, but it was a Messianic Jewish church when I was okay. growing up. And they had a school called Etz Chaim. And I went to school with Josh Tillman. Really? Father John Misty. Yeah. And we actually met on the playground one day. I don't know if he recalls this, but we were talking about our bands and I'm like, uh, I said, what band are you in? And I, I think my first band was called Irish Potato or something. Okay. Yeah. And he was like, Mine was called Car, for, Car uh, Full of Midgets. So. <laughs> that's way better than yeah. Irish Potato. <laughs> and he was, uh, he was like, uh, Imanon no name backwards I, I, I never uh, forgot it and then all of a sudden uh, I'm like oh my god I went to like this really this awkward time in my life I went to the school that was like they made us learn Hebrew and they hit you if you didn't do your work and this guy is a part of that and now I'm playing this festival with him so it's really interesting yeah. but, but that's where I started playing music in the church and you know uh, I kind of found myself and I just took it from there you know that's amazing. Yeah, I, I had a very similar experience growing up. I went to Catholic school, um, but that was my introduction to playing music. Was like, I, you know, they needed somebody to play bass in the, in yeah. the church mass, and so I was like, yeah, I'll play bass. It's more fun than sitting in the pews, you know. Being bored. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Bored. I won't be bored, and yeah, and I'll learn some skills. And uh, you know, you get to see kind of the power that music has. You know, absolutely. That like no. it like move, especially because you know my family would go to the the Spanish language masses, and they're a lot more. Traditional, like they're, and they're a lot more into it than they are at like the regular Catholic mass. Like, there's everybody's singing, and the songs right, are right. more engaging. And there's you know, sure. there's cajon being played and stuff. It's not like it's not oh, oh, you know, it's yeah. not the traditional hymnal type stuff. You know, so that got me. That's what I think got me really into music at that's, a young age. Yeah, so you know, that's that's, great. that's so cool. Yeah. So then you, so you continued, you know, playing. Uh, you know, blues rock and, and blues music. Is that kind of the, the crux of, of what you do? Is the, is it rooted in the blues or? You know, I, I have a, a lot of different uh, musical interests. So uh, definitely soul and blues. And that's one aspect of, of what I do. 
uh, rockabilly country, mm -hmm. kind of the whole, uh, I've heard it called uh, so, uh, Ameripolitan. Ameripolitan. I've heard that term. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like an ice cream flavor. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I also have a band called Heck Fire that we just released a record, um, and uh, that's kind of more of a 90s rock thing that leaves the blues out of it. So I have different uh, channels for how I express it, but this is kind of my main thing. And yeah, there's blues, country, uh, I, I, I do finger style. Okay. Um, pick, so that's really opened up the guitar for me, my songwriting. But it's always changing, you know. You're always uh, yeah. exploring. I mean, we live in a melting pot of, of of all kinds of music, so it's it's great to have that culture and be influenced and, and write albums you know, yeah. based on that. So. so, so tell me a little bit more about the finger style. Is that like, how did you pick that up? Um, uh, one of my favorite uh, guitar players and a friend of mine, Sam Bassetti, out of St. Augustine, is one of the most phenomenal guitar players and singers. And he does thumb style. And I have a friend named Joe Kuhn who's also great and mm -hmm. Chet Atkins thing. And, and I wanted to you know, really try it out. So I just forced myself to play for an entire year with a thumb pick and I kind of picked it up. And it just opened up uh, the guitar for me in, in a new way. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm still new at all this, uh, yeah. this, this style, but it's been really exciting for me. Kind of, I, I was getting kind of old. Uh, it was getting old just doing the old, the same, the same strumming. <laughs> thing that every guitar player does in a bar, you know, so yeah. I really wanted to take it to a new place. So. That's uh, that's incredible, because it, to me, I would have to relearn the instrument completely, I think. I to, had to, to get it. a yeah. little bit, yeah, I definitely did. It took some time, but you know, it's good to challenge yourself, I think. Yeah, and because like you said, it opens up whole new ways to play. Completely, it really does. You know, you're playing the rhythm and the, and, and the melody, and, and you're exploring the chords more, because uh, the melody is in the chord, Yeah. you know, and, and there's more rhythm in it. And so it's just a whole new approach to it, which is really exciting to me. Cool. Yeah. And so, so we're, we're going to see a little bit of that today at Gasparilla Music Fest, right? A little bit of it, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I'm always using a thumb pick, but uh, I got some great guys playing with Lars Vidal, who's played this before, a good friend of mine. He's backing up. Uh, backing me up along with this band from Orlando that I've been playing with. Nadim is an upright bass player for the, the Wild Tones. And, oh, right on. And Brian Chodokroff has been in all kinds of Orlando bands. Alan, Alan Coert, these guys are like Orlando veterans. So when you have a full band, you can kind of sit back a little bit more. But I'd definitely be playing with the thumb pick today. Yeah, yeah. It's like my, my, my bottle. Yeah. A baby's bottle. When I don't have it, I can't. I can't function. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, the only yeah. problem. You don't. You lose your thumb pick, you're in trouble. Oh no, yeah, because then then what would you do without the thumb pick? I guess just try to do it without it, but I don't like it. Yeah. I feel, I feel so naked. now you've you've gotten to the point where you just have to play like that. Now I, and now I'm dip, I have a, an addiction to thumb picks. I have to have one at all times. Otherwise. A thumb pick addict. Yeah. Hello, my name is Berto, and I'm a thumb pick. I have the shakes because I can't find my thumb pick. Oh shit. <laughs> So beyond Gasparilla Music Festival, what else you got going on? What's what's the what's the year looking like for you? Oh man, at the end of the year, I'm playing this uh, this residency in Portland, Oregon. Uh, nice. Yeah, called Al's Den, which I played once last year. Really great. Uh, I love Portland. Oh man, Portland's great. I love it. Uh, New Orleans. I've been playing Chikiwawa. I'm gonna head back there uh, at some point. And really, uh, a lot of festivals up in Swanee. Uh, I've been playing those a lot. I, I love the festival scene. Right? It's really just. You know, it's everyone is a super fan. You know, I mean, it's such, such a contrast to playing in a bar yeah. where there's lots of stuff going on. Nothing wrong with that, but it's just super music fans here and great musicians at these festivals. Yeah, yeah that's totally true. I, I dig it, and I, I love it. Like, it's a great gathering of musicians. Exactly. You know, like if you're a musician, just to meet other people that yeah. are doing what you're doing and yeah. make friends that you can, you know, maybe go out on the road with later. Or it something. cuts out yeah. a lot of bullshit. Yeah, it really does. Absolutely. Yeah. So, any new music coming our way? From yeah, I, I have a new Berto record coming out um, in, a, in a couple months, and I'm really excited about it. 
Um, got Matt Lapham on the, on the bass on nice. some tracks. And um, uh, Billy Dean, who plays with Victor Wainwright, an amazing drummer. So I'm really excited to get, get this out and, and get these songs off my chest. Yeah. <laughs> Start again. So see, you really are the hardest working musician in Florida. You got so many festivals. You got a new album. You got another album with your other band, right? So, it's you been, know. It's been some, some time in the making. But yeah. <laughs> Well, that's really great, man. So, yeah. Um, any uh, any other thoughts for the Cigar City Radio listeners for for the Tampa crowd here? Um, any? I love Tampa. I love you guys, and I can't wait to come back. funny to watch old people 